What's up, everybody? All Timers Racing Stable. This is episode five, I believe. Trying out some new music here on the website. Going on here. So, and I've got Pete up in Michigan. How you doing, Pete? Very good. Loving that groove and uh, happy belated <laughs> Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, yes. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone out there. Ray up in New York. How you doing, boss? Good. How you guys doing? Long time no speak, really, for this one. Yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a bit since our last episode. So, um, Let's just jump right into where we left off. Um, as you know, as part of our group here, you can reach us at smalltimersracing at yahoo.com. We're putting together a little group, and we're aiming to buy a racehorse down here in Florida. And uh, we've got our trainer all set up, and we're looking. We have six spots left in our group. So if you're interested in joining, you can reach us through the email. You can also find us on Facebook. So reach out to us there. And you can find us in other sorts of horse racing groups on Facebook as well. We're, we're bouncing around Facebook all over the place. So if that's something you uh, want to be interested in, learn some more information, you can reach us uh, once again at smalltimersracing at yahoo.com. So when we last left our heroes, Pete, one of our horses that we currently have a little 5% share and had a little incident and uh so let's uh talk about one of the setbacks that people can expect when uh doing this horse ownership yeah i think uh, i think it's important to talk about as we're as we're discussing forming a group because it's um it's part of the game right it, it it's um you can't expect smooth sailing you can't expect everything to go go right because quite often it doesn't go right hopefully when it doesn't go right it's something minor um and we've we've seen a bit of that through our time in this in this journey with different injuries and, and setbacks and all kinds of different things. So um, so one of our horses that we've talked about before is, is called Separate Ways. And uh, I'm back in October. So October 23rd, to be exact, um, we received an email from our uh, trainer um, providing some insight into a, a minor incident injury that Separate Ways had. So I'll read it to you verbatim, just so you get a feel for what type of communication you can expect from a trainer, because this is absolutely verbatim in, in the email that was sent to us, which is as follows. Uh, banged his leg the other day in his stall, just was feeling good. He reared and banged his, uh, his leg on his stall door. Uh, has got a pretty good deal of swelling on his splint bone, going to take some weeks to heal up. Vet said he would benefit from the turnout mentally and physically without the stress of, of forced training right now. Plus, we can cut expense on, on separate ways by sending him to a layup farm for a month where he can heal up. We'll stay in touch. So, so from the you know from the perspective of this in, this injury, right? It's not a major one, right? This is thank God. This is, yeah, this is a this is a bang. This is swelling. Um, but as you can kind of get the feel from the, from the email as well. It was probably time to take a little layup anyway, or getting somewhere in that in that realm of just get, taking a little time off, um, which we'll talk a little bit more about later with with other horses. But with separate ways, it was probably getting there anyway. So, you know, this little injury um, seemed to, to to fit the bill in a, in a way to um, to send him to what is called a layup farm. And if you've not uh, dealt with that before, which you probably haven't, if you're listening to us, right? Layup farms are farms that are designed for racehorses where they can go and recuperate, relax. Uh, it's not intensive training like they get at a normal training facility, right? So it's much more of a little bit of an R&R type thing. It's like going and sitting on the beach in the Bahamas for a couple of weeks, sort of, 
right? Relaxing, <laughs> resting up. I mean, there's no Mai Tais, any of that going on, but the horses get some lovely oats and they get to hang out and, and, and relax a little bit. But sit in the um, field, eat a lot of grass. Sit in the field, eat grass, you know, all the, all that good stuff. Um, so we haven't heard back from Greg on this uh, yet. So it's been a little over a month. We're, we're kind of heading near the end of this month. So I would expect maybe by next week when we talk that uh, we'll hear back from, from Greg uh, to, to see what's going on here. I mean, if anything was not going well, um, we would we would know. Right. So, I mean, if something if there was a setback, if the, if there was right. some kind of concern that there was a bigger problem than just some swelling and bruising, um, we would have heard by now because they're very communicative in that way. So because we've heard nothing, that's generally a pretty good right. sign with and our trainers. And everything. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so it's not a big deal, but this but this happens. It's happened a number of times with other horses we've had over time where, you know, the horse is just not going to run for a month or two and, and you know, minor injuries, strains, something of that nature. It's If you think about it, if, you know, most people that are probably listening to us and interested in this, you know, probably like other sports as well, it's not really indifferent to, you know, a, a basketball player or a football player getting an injury, going an IR, right, and being out for a month or a month and a half, right? It's, it's, right. it's kind of the same thing because these horses are athletes, so in that respect, right, if they're not at their peak form, the vets tend to be very careful. The good trainers, and I'll, I'll, I'll specify, good trainers are very careful about their horses, right? And hence, they don't want to run a horse or train a horse that could have some type of injury. So this is a good thing. We've seen that, right? We've seen that with our trainers. That's one of the things that makes us feel very comfortable with with Greg and Kate. So, so anyway, that's the that's what we uh, that's where we stand now with separate ways. I remember most of the emails we got about him that. He was always like kind of, you know, ornery. Really <laughs> like right? Even in the race, when he's in the in the in the uh, in the gate, he always seemed to be just be a little bit angry. He's always like you know shaking at the <laughs> the the gate, the whoever it is, the guy that holds the horse steady there before they open up the gate and let him loose. He's always seems to have a little anger to him. So it's I don't I, I don't want to say expected, but you know when he reared back and hit his leg on something, he's probably just in a bad mood about something and. You know, we could we could do an entire episode on that at some point, which is the personalities of horses, because we've had some vastly different personalities across our horses. Right? We talked about Alpha sixty six before. Yes, he was the sweetest, gentlest, mm -hmm. nicest horse that you can have. Right, he was like a cow. Right, just sweet and nice. <laughs> right, and then he got separate ways. Who tends to be rambunctious? He tends to get he gets hyped up. You can see that as you mentioned. Right getting ready in the stall. I mean, he's just all over the place. Empire seems to be kind of in the middle. I, yeah. I just kind of... My, uh, well, I don't know. See, my youngest still has a couple of pictures of Alpha in his in his room. He took a couple yeah. pictures that he really liked. And he, he calls Empire Sky the grumpy horse. So that's, because uh, when we were there that day, they were, in, they were in stalls right next to each other. And, you know, we tried to pet him and he let us pet him for like a second. Then after that, he wasn't having any. Where, where Alpha just sat there all day and we could have sat there for an hour giving him sweet potatoes and carrots or whatever, and he would have just sat there all day. Empire was not as uh, hospitable, let's say. We'll call it well, we have, sweet, we have grumpy and we have clumsy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> grumpy and clumsy. Yeah, I think he's he's in a better mood. He seems in a better mood when he won. So maybe once he gets that first win, they know that they've won. And now he's like, all right, no more pressure. 
to get no, out something there. Else to talk about it at some point as we just keep looking forward to the things we're going to talk about on this is is you know horses racing and how some clearly are interested and want to win and you can see the way they race and others not so much i think there's that's a really cool topic for later on where we can do a little bit of research and talk about that but anyway so mm -hmm. um, so that's where we stand with separate ways at, at the moment um once again not a huge setback it's a minor little thing not uncommon we've seen this a bunch of times in the past nothing to be concerned about overly um but still we have we'll, we'll talk about empire in a little bit but we have a little bit of a gap here we have we're, we have no horses running and that, that kind of Right. That kind of stinks, right? It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> you wait for those uh, Equibase notifications to come on. When you see one, you hope it's for a race and not for a workout or something. But, you know, you just, after going like two or three weeks without getting one of those, you're like, oh, man, you know. I'm ready. I'm ready for a race. Calls, you know. <laughs> so, but another thing that happened since our last episode is um, it started raining in New York. I don't think it stopped yet. So yeah. we've. <laughs> Uh, Empire Sky was supposed to race in like three three different races. All three were rained out in two in September, one in early October. He finally got a race in late October, I believe the month of twentieth, I want to say. And the same thing with um, with Valaluya from our our buddies up there with East Avenue. They had their horse, and uh, she was actually in the Iroquois Stakes, also a muddy track. Because it just would not stop raining. I don't know if it's I mean, Ray. Is it raining up there now? I mean, it's it did rain today, as a matter of fact. Yes. Big surprise. Yeah, it's it's going to snow later. It's like it's been ever since uh, July 13th when Saratoga opened. Like every day in New York, it's rained. Like I can't. So that puts a damper on the turf racing. Empire Sky is supposed to be a turf horse, and he's had one race all year on oh, turf. It's they've been moved them all to the dirt. But uh, but yeah, but Valleluia was in the Iroquois Stakes. That's with our East Avenue folks up there. Uh, came in sixth, I believe. So not a bad show. I think there was like nine, nine horses, nine or ten horses in that race. Um, and she also has a little sister, which is getting exciting because um, she'll be three in January. Uh, Mary Union, or Mary Union Avenue, I think. I just call her Mary Union. Mary Union, yeah. Yeah, I mean, or maybe if it was Union Avenue Mary, or is that? I don't, know. I don't know. That's no. That that's not. That sounds like a hooker. I think that's I, right. I, yeah. No, I think you got it right. I think it was Union Avenue, Mary. Yeah. No, I think it's no. It's Mary Union Avenue. It's got to be. Yeah, it's Mary. Let's call her Mary Union. That's it's Mary Union Ave. Mary Union's easy. Let's we'll go look that up. Let me see. Hold on. There, Mary. Yeah, Mary Union Ave. All right. So. Yeah, the other way. That's that's a bad bad town name. But anyway, she's two years old. Um, that's actually Valaluya's little sister, her half sister. She's a big one. A, yeah, yeah Valaluya yeah. got big. Yeah, she got big. Um, she's almost as big as I'm. Probably as big as Empire Sky. Usually, um, usually the, the Phillies are a little little smaller than the, than the Colts. Yeah, but, that's a big Philly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she got noticeably bigger. But uh, so that's exciting for them. She's had, I believe, two or three workouts. So I think, um, I think three or four more, and she'll be she'll be ready to run. So hopefully, we'll see her in Aqueduct uh, before Saratoga or Belmont. Um, you know, before the summertime. So that's exciting for them as well. But um, Empire Sky does not like the mud. That's yeah, the one say, thing we found out. So. Just say, Ray, you might want to talk about this a bit because we did in the swamp that's been New York for months, right? We learned a bit about our horse, right, and what he likes and what he doesn't like. 
And I think it's a good place for you to talk a bit about what we learn, how we learn that, what we can see in terms of its performance, how we look at or think about that going forward. So I think you probably have some really good insight on this. Well, we, we had a we had a terrible summer, really. We I, I believe we had we have five races and four of them went off the turf. Yeah, yeah. Always slightly wet, and at the last race, we certainly caught a uh, very negative track bias. Watched it all day; nobody could close. Yeah, and uh, Empire. Well, you know, he came from seventh or eighth up to fourth. That was the best he could do. It was impossible. Yeah. Very fast race. But I think, I, I think uh, now now's the time we're going to lay him off uh, and get him ready. You know. Maybe come back in January. Did the same thing last year. A couple races on dirt and get ready for another season on the grass. Maybe that's his best surface. I think I think something you mentioned a minute ago is worth talking about, which is track bias, right? Because we were actively betting that day all day long. And there was a clear track bias that day, that closer, there was no closing, right? You could not close at all there was nobody closing and so not a, not a one no and it was clear as we were heading toward our race that we i mean empire's a closer he's a late closer and very late we, closer. Yeah, and we just knew going into that race as we were sitting there during the day that this is not looking good like this is just not favorable and it's interesting because sometimes it was just the luck of the draw for us we were in the wrong race on the wrong track on the wrong day and there was just no chance for our horse because it just didn't it didn't support him. And sometimes you just got to say, you know what? That just is what it is. It wasn't a bad performance by him. As you mentioned, Ray, he came from like seventh to fourth, which in that, yeah. on that track at that day was pretty good considering nobody was closing. So it was interesting. He finished about as well as anybody all day. But it was, yeah, depressing because you kind of knew just from watching a couple races that, this situation is not going to be ideal for our horse's running style. And uh, I, I believe we just had to run and we well, got to find out. But, well, this group and that race, I mean, a lot of those horses were in the other races that got canceled. They just closed the whole track that day. And two yeah. of them, there was Ortis and there's this other horse. And they said, screw it. We're going to Delaware. And because they, they had to get into a race, they just took the horse down to Delaware because they figured it's, it's got to stop raining there. So, um, you know, that's, one of the things I guess they didn't mind doing. I'm glad we waited in New York. It's a New York bred horse. Oh. So I'm glad he raced there. But yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, hopefully, I don't know if you want to give him another chance in the mud, but if we're ever in that situation again, maybe just scratch him, you think? Or do you think they'll just let him go anyway? I mean, no, I, I don't think they'll, they'll let him go in that situation at all. I mean, uh, in that case, I, to me, I think it was like just a glorified workout. Right, because he needed to run. He's had multiple races canceled. He he needed to get a race down, and so I think they let him run for two reasons. Number one, he needed a workout. Number two, they wanted to see what he would do in that type of mud. Right? I mean, he's never really been in that, so mm -hmm. you don't really know. I mean, you can you can surmise that a closer is not going to do well in that circumstance, right? But you don't know until they do it. So I think it was a it was a good opportunity to get him some, you know, get get him up, get him a workout. But also just to get to see or feel how he reacts to a different surface, which is not his primary surface, as we said. Turf is his primary surface. So he's on the dirt in mud, right? So not his primary surface in the worst 
possible condition, what does he do? Right. And, you know, he, I mean, considering what it was, he, it was fine. Right. He got a good workout and it was, it was okay. And that's the way I look at it. It was just a workout and, and that's fine. You can't always just look at, you know, the results of a race and say the horse ran well or didn't. You have to look at the conditions, the competition, other factors, because it, you can finish fourth and say, you know what, that wasn't a bad race. And, and in that case, I think it was not a bad race. Well, I, I was speaking with well, some of the guys. It was a good race. It was a fast race. Yeah. So I, that's a that's a positive. And I, I, just, I think he was fit. He was fit. And we just, you know, we, we were going to run. Uh, how many times can we, you know, deny him, deny him a race? I think that was the third opportunity in a row, right? Right. It was. Yeah. Well, speaking with some of the East Avenue guys, um, they said like a, a race is as good as like three or four workouts. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess going on what you said, P, I mean, that's probably a good way to go. Like he needed a race. Stop working them out. Just throw them out there and see what happens, I guess. I would, I would guess they weren't pushing him too hard down the stretch. I mean, clearly it wasn't a closing track. I mean, the jockey knows that, right? The jockey knows him. And, he, and it's the same jockey that's always riding on a horse, right? So right. he knows the horse. He knows how he reacts. He gets on that horse. He's got to know that this is not his day. Right. So, yeah, run him, let him stretch out a little bit, but don't push him too hard because it's not his surface, yep. not his condition, not the time to do it. And that's what a good jockey does as well. And I'm, I'm very oh, sure yeah. that's exactly what. Kendrick Love our jockey. Did. Kendrick Carmouche, baby. Louisiana and <laughs> <laughs> that guy's awesome. So uh, we did Great get a guy. message again from the trainer from Empire Sky. So do you have that one pulled up or basically? They're going to give him a little vacation. Uh, he's uh, he's earned it, I think. Um, let me see if I can pull it up here. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me at the moment. but It just says he came out great out of the last race. He looks uh, he said he looks worn out and thin, so he'd yeah. benefit from a little break. He's been a solid performer all year and could use a little refreshing. Refreshing. So going to uh, gear to send them to a layup farm for a bit and have them come back strong. Take care, Greg. So uh, I think he's earned it. I mean, he had, let me see, for the year, he had uh, six starts. He had a first, three seconds, a third, and a fourth, and he made $105,600 this year. So uh, a job year. well done. Not bad for a $22,000 horse. Yeah. I mean, Ray, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because, I mean, if you if you received an email like this from a trainer and you didn't have any idea, it would possibly give you some alarm, like "Oh my God, he looks thin," or "Why why are we laying him up?" Right? But this is not uncommon, and so so maybe Ray can provide some insight to that. No, I think I think it's a status quo. Uh, a turf horse in the Northeast. This is when you take your break. Not gonna you're not gonna get your ideal surface for several months. Right off the bat, right there. I, I expect they'll bring him back in January or something and give him a race and, and get started again. Slow. Oh, that's but right. That, nothing know, to be alarmed about it. You don't want the grass to freeze because then they it's work hard all season. Gonna run them. So I think turf season's almost done anyway, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I, it is. And, and I look I look at it like we thought oh, I mentioned the I'm breaking up. Yeah. The team's breaking up a little bit here. Don't worry, you're good. So I was gonna say, so I mean, we talked about okay. you know athletes earlier, and, and every athlete in every sport has an off season, 
right? I mean, whether you're well, once again NBA player, NFL player, everybody has an off season where you, you you know you recuperate, you get your body back in shape, you know you, you proper nutrition, all of that, and get yourself in a position where you can come back for the next year and and be at your peak, right? And I think that's exactly what we're seeing here with Empire as a as a turf horse. Yeah, you can find some random races somewhere. They're certainly not going to ship them south and run them. Right. And so at the end of the day, what do you do? Right. And it seems, you know, not only is it the ideal time to have a kind of a, a layup for him, just a little relaxation, you know, but also from the fact that he will, he ran a bunch of races in a row. If he's looking a little thin, he needs a rest and, there, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think what we would expect to see is him to come back strong in January, February, whenever they run him again. And that's, it was actually a good message to receive because once again, as I talked about before, good trainers, they're looking out for the horse. Looking out for the horse, right? And that's what you want, right? Because we care about the horses we own, right? And that's important. And when you have trainers that do that, that's the type of trainer you want. And that's who we work yes. with exclusively. And that's what it means something to us. I remember from uh, when we had Jeff D. on, he's like, the horse comes first, second, and third. So that's uh, the best way <laughs> to look at it. So, but um, got to protect that investment. <laughs> well, also, I just figured. We'll, we'll probably have a. I'm guessing because it it seems like like every six weeks he would have a race. Six weeks or almost every other month, and he had six races. You know, twelve months. Easy math there. So easy, I can do it. But uh, I'm guessing he'll probably have a workout maybe mid to late January, and maybe another one early February, and he'll probably race on dirt in February towards the end and then he'll be ready for March or April when uh, the turf opens up again up at Belmont or Aqueduct and then he'll be ready to go there. I don't I don't anticipate him going to Finger Lakes or anything like that. He'll probably just stay right down there. Yeah, maybe Parks. I mean he's been I mean who knows, but somewhere somewhere in vicinity. I mean Parks is not ideal cuz he's he's New York bred, right? So you want you want to race him in New York as much as you can, but you know, with our trainer and, and all of that, they they have a big operation, a big presence at parks, right? So quite often, especially early in the season, when they're trying to get a horse in shape again, ready to go, getting some training, it could happen at parks just because they have major operation there, which is fine. There's nothing nothing wrong with it. Right, okay. yeah. That seems to be, I know before they... He has a big future, possibly. I mean, we really did not get to see the full Monty here. It was no turf racing. No, um, no. Turf is much farther, uh, fits his style. You know, it's easier to close on turf than dirt. That happens a lot more frequently. And yeah, was, he has the ability. He has the ability. So I was wondering. Uh, let's Ray, hope for a better season. Ray, do you think um, maybe this year, if he has a strong showing? I know, like Valerie had a couple stakes races. Do you think uh, maybe possibly, if he has a couple strong showings, maybe get into a stakes race? Something state, I, I wouldn't. That surprised me. Yeah. Well, that's something to look forward to. That's. I want to get in something like that. That would be. That's when it gets really gets exciting, especially for you know, like I said, this horse was not. That expensive horse wise, I mean, 22,000, especially when you after some of the horses I saw in the auction. Yeah. I mean, oh uh, a, great, a graded stakes race would be a dream, right? I mean, even a grade three or something would be amazing to see that. 
I mean, he's still relatively young. He's not young, but he's relatively young. He is a turf horse, which means that there's turf horses that run at times pretty late, meaning they can get pretty old and still be running. So it's not like we've got a year or two left of, of Empire. If he stays healthy, um, we've got longer than that. We've got we've got time. I would say him. four to five years. Yeah. I've see seen nine, ten-year-olds. Not many, yeah. but I've seen – yeah, there have been a couple like um, – God, just a Gulfstream. Uh, when was I down there? April. I saw a horse that was like nine years old running. I forget what race it They're was, funny. but I mean, I was like, damn, that horse is nine years old. So, yeah, it's not terribly unusual, especially for turf horses, and especially if you're running shorter distances. Right? He's not. He's not a distance horse. I mean, there's no reason to think he can't run for quite some time. So. Um, so I think we have a lot of track in front of us. Is is, is kind of the message. I think here. we'd I like to see him at a distance horse once. I like to see him at seven. Seven. I like to see him at seven. I, I don't know if beyond that. I don't know. I think it would peter out. I don't know. It would be interesting, but I don't think they're going to race yeah. him more than seven. Probably not. I mean, they know what they're doing. Like you said, listen to the trainer. <laughs> it's like one of those. Just, I mean, with these major surges that he has down the stretch, I mean, there's only so long you can sustain that. I mean, I mean, clearly at like six. He seems to be still accelerating, right? But yeah. I mean, another another furlong is a long way, right? So, yeah, I think we're getting near the cap of where he can go distance wise. But um, yeah, like six and a half somewhere around there is a, seems to be a nice spot for him. Well, we've had four races where that would probably would have worked. I mean, we were you know on the way by for sure on the way by. Mm -hmm. so. That's been part of the, that's part of the challenge, right? Because we talk to the trainer, Greg, all the time, right? And, you know, it's just finding the, the right race, right? It's not just like you can magically put your horse in an ideal race somewhere. It's, you know, there's only a couple of tracks, especially if you're in New York, Brad, you want to be running in New York, ideally. So there's only a couple of tracks and finding the right race at the right distance on the right surface with the right courses at the right level. There's not many. So it's not like you have a bazillion choices to choose from. You are pretty small pool of races you can actually race in. And that's been something that, I didn't understand before we started this. I've learned that over the last couple of years because I would get frustrated. Like, hey, why can't we find a six and a half furlong race and just stick him in the thing? But then you start right. looking out there. It's like, well, there really aren't very many of those races. And you get to that level where he is. And Especially just, with the turf. Yeah, it was cursed. Well. <laughs> yeah. We didn't see we didn't see everything yet. I'm, I'm just going to make a prediction. We haven't seen everything yet with Empire. I don't well, think, I think we've so, seen his best. Yeah, I think 2024 yeah. is going to be awesome. If he comes out of this layup healthy, which I think he will, I think we're going to see an early season, really good early season with him. If it's not raining all the time, we got to assume the rain. Yeah, it needs stop. to stop raining. If you could do yeah. something about that, Ray, while you're up there, I mean, I can't do <laughs> I anything don't know what do. here. Maybe we should ship him out to Cali where it never rains, and he can you know race in, in Southern Cali. Yeah, right. <laughs> Santa Anita, put I'm him there. <laughs> Well, that was good. So that's the thing that brought us up to date with everything we've we've missed. Well, we didn't we didn't we did not talk about um, our experience down in Texas with. Uh, oh, Lowe's we did go to Texas. Went to oh, Lowe's yeah, really car. Cool. We saw some quarter horses. Boy, are they that fast! Was pretty exciting. I didn't think I was going to like it because it's like you know <laughs> a straight sprint. But uh, yeah, these these things are fast. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea what to expect. I'm with you, Tim. I did not know what to expect. I wasn't sure I wanted to go, but you know what? It was a racetrack in our vicinity. We had to go. And good 
God, those horses are fast. I mean, wow. They're coming down I was expecting a total depressing scene because it's like, you know, the sprint horses. Sometimes you see some old movie, like three old guys sitting there <laughs> with their tickets. This place was jam-packed. It was rocking. And these horses, were, I mean, it wasn't a very long race. It was maybe what, two furlongs, maybe? Yeah, it's it a drag 400, race. 400 yards, right? 400 yards. I mean, 400 yards. I don't know how many furlongs that is or whatever, but I mean... <laughs> That one horse we saw was a rocket ship. 18 that seconds. Impressive. I mean, holy cow. I mean, yeah, I think I think that was probably a two furlong race. I think, and he did two furlongs, like 18, was it 18.6 or something like that, or 19? It was, it was close to the track record. It, it was funny because as a, as a gambler, you, you look at that and you go, $15,000? But I, I guess what has to be done is they have to, pass a time trial at every various track so inevitably a horse like that that made it i think he made a million dollars that never raced there had to race for fifteen thousand dollars to qualify and uh, of course he completely destroyed Whole bunch of new rules i mean that's that's just a different planet yeah. i think from what we're doing <laughs> but it was fun if you get chance to go fun. if you're ever in dallas have to go to lone star for mm -hmm. uh some quarter horses and we, we, we'd be remiss well, they also we like thoroughbreds there yeah yeah, just yeah. depending on the season or the time, um, I've seen them both. But we would we'd be um, we don't want to leave out the first race because uh, Pete put in a big old bet on the four horse. Oh, that's great! And uh, we have seats right along the rail, and all of a sudden, um, our buddy looks down and says, "Hey, there's a horse running around with nobody on it." <laughs> and then there's a outriders chasing him, and the horse runs right. Close to us, jumps over the rail and runs back to the paddock. And that was the horse that Pete bet on. So, as first usual, all, Pete's got the Midas touch. First of all, that was fully expected because I bet on the horse, but I've never seen that before. That was just incredible. I mean, all the way home. All the way home. And it yeah, was called, like our buddy Darren called it like 30 seconds. He's like, you know, we're pretty close to the rail. What if one of the horses, you know, because we're right by the finish line. One of the horses decides to just, you know, take off to the right and <laughs> jump right towards us. And it just happened, you know, maybe another 50 yards away from us on going the other way. That and was pretty see, exciting, though. I was like, <laughs> you see horses get loose in the track, right? It happens, right? But I've never seen one jump the rail and head back to the paddock by itself. Yeah. Right. It was like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, screw it. I'm out. I don't feel like running today, boss. <laughs> well, he jumped that rail, and I said, oh, he's coming here. I'm getting ready to run. I, for a split second, I was, as, until he started know, heading right up the, the rail, up the path back to the paddock, I was really, I was, for a split second, I was really scared there for a second. I was like, oh, my God. I'm about, we're about 20 yards away, maybe, I mean, 20, 25 yards. And if he, if this horse comes right towards us, we're not going to be able to, I mean, just, just run. <laughs> just, you know, dive behind a table or something. I'm starting to wonder if I bet on it or I bought it and it was coming to me to go home. I don't know. It was just very bizarre <laughs> right. right in front of us. But I mean, all that said, right? I mean, it was a really cool experience. But great track. It was a really nice track. The facilities fun time. Were really fun nice, time. Really clean. Really, really nice track. And just seeing something different that, that we didn't know anything about um, in terms of quarter horse racing and, and all the rules and all that was, was just, it was fun. I mean, if you, if you like horse racing, I think you would like it. it it's was, a good time. It yeah. 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 Or if you're doing a, like what we were doing a sports weekend, going to see the Mavericks or the Cowboys, Dallas yeah. stars, whoever Rangers, 
go see a game, go right right out to the track. It's definitely a good time, and it's at night too. So it was, uh, I think, what's the first post time? Was at like six thirty? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, so it was fun. Definitely. A good and this time. is sidebar. I'm putting a, I'm putting yeah, a plug. Was, out I think it's seven thirty. What? Let's we'll say that, Pete. I was going to say no. It's the sidebar has nothing to do with horses, but if you're in Arlington, Texas, you should go to Division Brewery because that is a fantastic yes. place. Great brewer, great beer. Um, and and I work in the industry, and I'm telling you, I was very impressed with uh, with with that brewery. So if you happen to be down there, shout out Division out Brewery. Brewery. <laughs> so. And, they, and it's pet friendly. We saw a couple dogs in there. So absolutely, that didn't include Bonus us. Points so for good. me. So if you can bring your dog there, it's a good place. That's right. Fred would love it there. Yes. All right, guys. So let's wrap up there. Well, from now on, all the future sporting events should be near a trend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we're going to wrap it up there once again. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm having a lot of just like I'm having a lot of interruption here in the in the audio. So. So, uh, again, we have six spots left. Uh, if you'd like to reach us, you can reach us at smalltimersracing at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also reach us through Facebook at the Small Timers Racing Stable uh, through Facebook. So, uh, you can reach us there. Happy racing, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>